Greetings again in our, the wonderful and marvelous name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, Pastor Gibbard, we're coming back again this morning at our worship hour here at On The Wall E Ministries. We thank God for you joining us. Those who took part in our Sunday School Hour, we thank God for you joining us. Beautiful lesson this morning. Uh, but as we get into our worship hour, we're going to have a worship song coming, and then we're going to get into our morning worship again. As I said earlier, we have a engagement following this at uh, San Baptist for their morning worship. Pastor Medley is on vacation, so we pray for him in that church body, but pray for us here. So here we're going to have a uh, opening selection this morning from my wife, and then we'll get into our... Uh, Good morning. I'm going to try to say this morning, opening of my heart. I want to open up my heart this morning every day to God to let him come in. To let him come in. Alone in a room It's just you and me I feel so lost Cause I don't know what to do what if I choose the wrong thing to do? I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid, afraid of disappointing you. So I need to talk to you. Ask you for your guidance. Especially today when my life's so cloudy, got me until I'm sure I Talk to you. 
joining the Israelite population meant following specific set of communal practices without necessarily adopting Israelite ritual laws, but central to the process or ESO process, was the commitment to this monotheism or the monotheism or the fact that most set, set pagans apart from uh, Hebrews, many believe in uh, uh, polygamy or polygods or but many gods, but those who, who, who are Gentiles, they were members of the Israelite community, were known as strangers or foreigners that came in, and the Bible re repeatedly emphasized the obligation of, of Israel to welcome these such people in, and it's no different today. They would welcome whosoever would come, but there was no invitation that went out like uh, Jesus introduces in our text today. So today I want to talk about a radical new plan. A radical new plan. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just give me preaching power. Anoint uh, me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Let my lips say those things you have laid upon my heart, Lord. Speak through me, and I will be obedient to your will, not of me, but of thee. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name, we do pray. Let every heart say, Amen. You know, 2023 is about gone. And and, 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 and we need a plan to, to, to know how do we move forward and to get the best out of the rest of this year. A plan to carry the great commission that God has left us with to, to be able to reach out and to draw those that are lost into the ark of safety. You know, there was a movie years ago called The Field of Dreams. You know, it, it, it was Kevin Costner. He was in the movie. And, and they said, build the field and they will come. Yeah. You know, build the field and they will come. And and sometimes we, we get caught up into understanding that, that sometimes building the field doesn't necessarily mean that they will come. Yeah. While walking through uh, this life that we're in, we, we keep uh, trying to build without having uh, the, the things that God has for us to do. You know, right. I've been a member of four churches in my life, and, and I think that most churches that I've been uh, had a voice of whispering that same line, if you would build it, they will come. We don't come think on, that is our responsibility to, to bring those into the household of faith. Right. Most churches believe that the church is completed after the last nail is nailed, and, and that's all the work is to been done. And, but at, at one time, we got to realize that building the church is not about nails and about mortar and bricks. It's about building up a body of people together that have common beliefs in Jesus Christ. You know, at one time there, we, we had a membership drive and we were trying to reach in and grab uh, those uh, backslidden members. And, and then we told them that they, they, they need to come back and to uh, get back into the fellowship. And, 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 when we were doing that, a lot of members of the church, those who have been in the church all of their life, 40 plus years, they said, well, they know where the church is. They, they had that mentality, if they built the field, that they should come. But we got to realize it's our duty to be able to go out and to search. He, God made us to become fishes of men. Fishes of men don't sit on the bank and hope the fish jump in the bucket. That's our duty is to go out and compel others to come in. See, we we got to change our way of thinking. So I recall Jesus teaching the parable about the lost sheep. And he said, what man having a hundred sheep, if he 
lose one does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost. Yeah. See, our sheep should mean something to us. Jesus introduces the church to this radical new plan where different than how the Jews operated back earlier. The Jews birthed the nation through their bloodlines and except the proselyte Jews, they were converted uh, from the strangers that entered into the land. But most churches today, only plan for growth is trying to birth that church out of the current members. And the dynamics of most black That's families so are not what it used to be. Families Ooh. used to have six to ten children that you could birth ten and twelve families into a church and you got two hundred plus members in your church. But the thing is right now, most families got one or two children or three to five children. But in order for the church to get our membership or become, we need more families in the church. Amen. We will never birth a church with these small families that we are having our churches today. City churches should have an easier job doing this because they're struggling too because everybody knows the game. Ain't it? Yeah. Cities have vast numbers of houses and development that they can come and recruit members out of those in vast. But us rural churches, we are landlocked by family farms and 50 to 150 acres. There's no neighbors next to us and there's no neighbors next to the church. No families are selling their land next to the church. No family is getting rid of their family farms in the church community so it's hard to bring families into the church community because our rural area just does not benefit Amen. that type of living. Amen. So Amen. we ain't selling none. Amen. Ain't no outsiders coming in. Amen. Ain't getting no land that we own. And one or two children, three to five children cannot sustain a church without some outward growth. Amen. That's why most our rural churches memberships are dwindling. Because the other issue is our children are coming back home after college. It's after they graduate from college, after they get out of the military, that's so much pulling them away rather than into our rural areas. Our yeah. families and our farms are not, uh, are, are not inviting them to come back home again. And, and what gets me is that most of these small uh, dwindling rural churches, we got building funds. <laughs> It amazes me. Building funds for what? I ask. Building a field does not mean that they will come. Building another church, building a bigger edifice does not mean that they will come. The new but radical plan that Jesus is teaching his disciples is that 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 uh, is to not let the fish come to them, but for us to go catch the fish. Fish will not jump into our churches just because we build a building. Jesus told them, follow me and I will make you what? Fishes of men. The new radical plan for the first time in history of the Jewish nation will go after followers to bring them into the fold. What Jesus was doing was revolutionary. And the church would, for the first time, reach out to non-Jewish people to bring them into the knowing relationship between uh, the, Jesus Christ and bring them into the family of God, of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. Now it's our job, our job to reach out to those non-believers and to invite them and in come into the faith, utilizing this radical plan that Jesus has instituted to grow the New Testament church. So for the rest of 20. 23 here at On the Wall Ministry, we go on fishing, huh? Come on, we go on fishing in the past time uh, that most of us is about 
we need to be about our father's business. Now, churches sit here and we're going to die doing nothing if we don't get out and get involved. Instead of in, in, in continuing to amass uh, these great building funds and these great edifices, let's focus on what we need to invest in to get our members back and to grow our church with new members. We must right. invest in ministry. Huh, in ministry, kingdom yeah. building, instead yeah. of putting more money into some building fund that will never draw anyone to Christ at all, it we is. are faced with what it to is. do about it instead of asking ourselves what to do with that. Huh, we, instead of worrying about what we're going to do about this, what we're going to do with it. What we're going to do about it doesn't mean anything. What we're going to do with it will benefit those that do not know Jesus Christ. Amen. What good is the money what? to go into a building fund if kids what? leave and never come back? Yeah. What good is it? I dare you to start investing in those kids. And I, I bet you more kids and families will come back if we start investing in them instead that's of building. So, so and that's the field that we need to build. <laughs> if I won't our children and our families to come back. Would you go to a job that won't paying you? No. I'm asking the question. Would you go to a job that wasn't paying you? I, I, I know that, that many of us get foolish sometimes and say, I don't work for the money. But if you don't work for the money, most of the time you ain't going to work every day. huh? So don't get paid and, and, and see how long you don't work for the money. Huh? You're going to be quickly go telling the boss that, hey, that your paycheck won't in the mail. See, something, if kids aren't getting anything from coming to our churches, they will not come long. They'll come for a short period of time, but you need something to hold these children and give them something to edify them. If our families are not getting anything from coming to our churches, they won't be coming long. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that he shall also reap. Mm. See, we need to understand the principle applies to everything. Even in our churches, if we don't sow something into those kids and those young families, we don't get what we sow. You don't sow nothing, you won't what? Get nothing. If we sow nothing, we get nothing. Where the money edifices and fellowship centers are going. It, where are they going to go if Jesus come back tomorrow? We invested in all of that to go back to the dust. It will never reach the heaven. It will never leave this earth. So have you ever thought about what we're going to do with all of this that we invested in these buildings? Have no plan to do anything with it except building a bill of building or fellowship hall with no plan to use it? They're sitting empty most all of them. Jesus tells us in his coming in Matthew 25, 31 and 30, 46, he said that when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, all holy angels, then shall he sit upon the throne, uh, and then before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, mm. as the shepherd separate the sheep from the goats. Mm. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, the goats mm. on the left. Yeah. Huh? And that's when he says he's going to come. He's going to do dividing. So this is the message that Jesus left the church. It isn't building for the kingdom. It's not building buildings. We need to build the kingdom to elevate and lift up those that are downtrodden, those that are lost. Our uh, The kingdom 
is out there. That all of the kingdom is out there. We need to go out there to uh, build up the kingdom of God with those that do not believe, unbelievers, those that are disenfranchised, those that have been driven away from the church. We need to reconcile them back to Christ, but also we need to bring those that are lost back into the fold. Amen. See, no amount of building funds in a bank is going to save our churches if we don't invest in kingdom building. We that's need to up, invest in up. kingdom building. So the year 2023 that's forward, we're going to force us to make some hard decisions, church. we got to see whether or not we're going to put money in the place that will be edifying and building up the kingdom of God or just building another building. That's, up. that's what we need. So as we come to our text this morning, Jesus has given his disciples 40 days after. To the resurrection, the final details of this radical plan, how to build his church. Our first point is that in order for to carry out this new radical plan to grow his church, we must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Our text says what? And being assembled together with them, he commanded they should not depart, but wait till the promise of the Father, uh, of which he says they heard of me, for truly John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with what? The Holy Ghost, not many days in. See, the problem that we have in many churches is that we operate outside of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We're too educated to listen to the Spirit. We know too much to listen to the Spirit. We've done so, so many times. We don't need to listen to the Spirit. we got this human reasoning going on, and human reasoning always gets in the way of the Spirit. You will never understand the plan that God has for us to grow our churches until we get self out of the way and begin to listen to the Spirit. Huh? John wrote in Revelations 2 and 7, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. See, we must put off our human ears and start putting on our spiritual ears in order for us to hear what thus says the Lord. And until we hear what the Spirit says, we'll never understand how to implement this new radical plan that God gave us in order for to grow our churches. Amen. We need a, a, a Holy Ghost filled man and Excuse me, I got battery problems. Our baptism uh, it, 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 uh, is water. Ain't good enough. But we have to be baptized by the Spirit. The secret plan is having the Holy Ghost filled men and women to be able to do this. As long as human reasoning is a rule of thinking, we'll forever stuck. And today, holding on to stuff. My wife sings this song, we don't get in the Spirit like we used to. We don't sing in the Spirit like we used to. Deacons don't pray in the Spirit like we used to. Preachers don't preach in the Spirit like we used to. Church folk sitting around quiet and still. He said that we don't know what the Holy Spirit Spirit is. Yeah. We don't get in the spirit like you used, used to. to. Until we learn to get in the spirit, our local churches will soon die because we're trying to operate with human reasoning rather than being led by the yeah. spirit. Yeah. Then next, in order for to carry out this new plan uh, to grow our churches, you must dismiss the old plan. Yeah. You cannot get the new plan until you dismiss the old plan. Yeah. Our text says that they asked him, saying, Lord, when you restore the kingdom of heaven, he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times of the season which the Father has put in his power. See, the disciples could not see the radical new plan 
without wondering what was going to happen to the old plan. Right, How many right. of us this morning that can't drive uh, very well if you continue to look in the rearview mirror? That's it's right. good to check it out every now and then what's behind you, but in order for you to drive, you need to look out what's in front of you. Departing away from what you used to do is not easy, is it? Our churches are stuck in this very place, and what we used to do, God created a very dynamic world. And these things are forever changing around us. Yeah. Our human existence demands growth and is not it's no different than a church. A local church that is doing the same old things is not growing and will soon die. People are always quoting and telling people upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevent this true but many local assemblies die every day yeah. they're dying because they're not operating with the plan that God has says provided if we up. do our part God cannot and will not do his part if we don't do our part it Paul is. says that it I press toward the mark of the high calling yes, of Jesus do. Christ we need to be pressing and sowing yeah. and doing God will be able to reap and to be able to help this old dying church of ours as much yeah. as God loves Israel. Listen to me. Disobedience almost killed them off. Yeah. As much as God loved Israel, it almost killed them off. Yeah. As much as God loves the temple, the temple got burned down. Yeah. As much as God loved the second temple, the second temple got burnt down. Why? Mm. Because of them operating outside of the will of God, living yeah. in disobedience. Walking in disobedience will not get you to reap the harvest that God. When we disregard God's plan, operating outside of the spirit, now looking back at the old instead of looking toward the new, things will happen in our life. Then finally, yes. finally, get my plug. Finally, Jesus reveals the new radical plan to grow. New radical plan to grow, excuse me. Why I got that plugged up there. Luke writes, but ye shall receive power, and after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses both to me in Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the earth. See, you may or may not be a fan of the 80 series 18, but I like what Mr. T. Mr. T said, it ain't nothing like it when a plan comes together. Jesus gave us this new radical plan, and it's unlike the Jews that came to faith or as Christians, we are to become proactive in the process of growing our churches. And once again, you begin to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, you realize the radical plan that God has given us through Jesus Christ. We got power issues here. The power will give us the knowledge and the zeal and the strength and the courage and the boldness to be able to do what is right in the sight of the God. And then we need that courage and we need that boldness. See, we got a higher knowledge of how to operate our gifts for the sake of the kingdom. We'll witness the work that God did through his son Jesus Christ. The miracle of his rebirth in our lives will reveal our ability to carry out this plan of salvation to a lost world. Our borders are enlarged. Each member of the church that comes together give us more and more to do uh, to be able to help in the kingdom of God. We need to do this. Our borders and our influences broaden each and every member that we get in the kingdom of God. Our influence broadens, and, and that's what we need. We need every member to be a part of this, this, this great uh, reunion to come and to draw and to influence other people's 
to come in. See, our influence broadens with every gift of every individual that are in the body. That's why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12 and 4, he says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. See, God gives us by the spirit all of the gifts that are necessary for the church to excel. He said those are differences of ministry. There are differences of operations, but the same God worketh in them all. See, God has given us these gifts by the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to be placed inside of the church so that we can do the church work that has been ordained and called for us to do. Amen. See, we complement each other to do the work of the church and that work that we've been called to do. We individually and we collectively, we make the body complete to carry out the work. This radical plan that Jesus has commanded us to do, he told us to go. But we can't do it all. But, but together we can do great things. He tells us that I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. So God has given us everything that is needed to carry out this plan. When the body becomes one, this great mystery of the church takes into a being and, and the great work begins to take place and we are empowered to go witness into Jerusalem and to strangers, into relatives, into family members, into co-workers, and even those that have been baptized with water but not with the Spirit. We can tell them that there is a new season here today that we need to be about our Father's business. And, and on the wall ministries, we're going to have a, a new season to be able to take this radical plan that God has given us to help us revolutionize the world. God like what the, the, the old the Pharisees said about uh, Paul. He said that they have turned Jerusalem upside down. See, we need men, women, boys, and girls that are bold enough to be able to take this great commission and being equipped with what the Spirit has equipped us with to boldly go where no one else has gone. We need men and women that are willing to go out and uh, revolutionize this world and, and tell them that Jesus Christ is alive and well. No, it takes all of us. It don't take just a few. God needs all of us to be part of this team to be able to go out and let others know about the salvation of Jesus Christ. So are you ready? Are you ready to go out in 2023 and the rest of this year on a high note? We need to be able to go out and make a mark on our community, make a mark in our town, in our surroundings, and make a mark to be able to go out and to let others know about Jesus Christ. We need to be about our Father's business and take this new radical plan to be able to let others know. He says that if you trust in the Lord and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, he says that thou shalt be saved. Tell them that's the simple plan, to believe in their heart. Then, 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 then. Uh, know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, then you are saved. We need to tell that old story. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hill and everywhere that Jesus Christ is Lord. God needs more people like you and I that are not afraid to go out and let others know about who Jesus is. Are you ready to tell Amen. it over the mountain? Huh? Are you ready to tell it over the hills and everywhere? Because that's what is needed. Huh? Come on. Let's go in this year the last half of 2023, let us be about our Father's business, Amen. letting them know 
that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. God is dependent upon you and I. Yes, I told you what Ollie Wilson said. God ain't got but two sets of hands. That's my hands and your hands. So he needs all of us. We need to be together to be able to stand firm and to be witnesses unto him into Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even into the uttermost parts of the earth. God is dependent upon us. In order for us to be able to get this word out, we got to be able to do it so that others will be able to know that Jesus Christ is alive and well. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. Hope that we have encouraged you this morning to be able to just draw closer to him. Utilize this plan that he's given to us. It's a simple plan. You know, we don't have to have another plan. We don't have to add to it nor take away from it. Just use this simple plan that we go out and sow the word of God into good ground. And once we sow it into good ground, God will give the increase. It's not to us. He'll multiply according to his will, according to what we've done in obedience to his word. So God bless you today. Take this radical plan to be able to go out and to be able to be witnesses unto him so that the world will know that Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming again, looking for his church without spot or wrinkle. The question is, will you be ready when he comes? Be ready. Only thing you have to do is be busy. Get to work as a believer. Get to work and do what God has assigned you to do. And then everything will be all right. God bless you. we got another appointment. I told you 10 minutes after or 4 minutes after 10. And we need to be ready and getting out of here at this time. So we thank God for you joining us this morning. Hopefully we have said something to encourage you. If there is one this morning who does not know Jesus Christ as the personal Savior, he said to just truly believe. Then receive him. And once you receive him, he says that you shall be saved. That's the simple word of the gospel. Believe and be saved. That's it. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you blessed us to be able to say a word of encouragement, to be able to help us know that, God, you gave us a plan, and now it's our duty to carry that plan out to be able to reconcile the world back to you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name, let every heart say, Amen. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. Be blessed.